Hello everyone. This is Rohit. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Identity Navigator. Since the last time we spoke, um uh, I have had to do some shopping because I am going to be seeing my extended family next week so I'm very excited about that. I was also suggested a Nintendo game. I think that's called Stardew Valley. So hopefully I'll purchase it after recording this podcast so really looking forward to checking that game out uh, also after the last uh, episode a few of you reached out to me via linkedin and uh, email so thank you for doing that first of all i really appreciate it and did ask me about i want to do something similar i want to start a podcast or you know i'm i'm looking to do something something similar or something which is outside of my job right some people wanted to start doing lead code uh, some wanted to have tiktok started for iam uh, and and you know there were there were a lot of good ideas but they were not able to do it right they have been thinking about it for a while and they were like what made you do it and and what would you suggest me to do So first of all I am not an expert in this I am trying to find my discipline as well but I I'll tell you one thing that that have always helped me and hopefully could help some of you as well So we always see time as an infinite thing right like we'll get to it I'll get to it but but there is this concept for 90 years calendar or simply put right like if I just look at the average age of our listeners which is like 30 right you could be 20 you could be 40 you could be 60 doesn't matter but let's say somebody is in 30s you know they want to be productive for another 30 years and don't want to work after that or maybe record a podcast or have a lead code or create a tiktok or write a blog or whatever right you want to work for next 30 years now there are 52 weeks in an year so let's take two of them out just so that the math is simpler for me So that means in 30 10 years you would have 500 weeks and in 30 years you will just have 1500 weekends. That means you just have 1500 more weekends to pursue your passion. And 1500 goes fast. Like this is Sunday when I'm recording this podcast and this would be over tomorrow, right? So it would be 1499. after i visit my extended family next week it would be 1498 right so that made me realize that i really don't have the amount of time that somehow i convinced myself that i had and that could be essentially explained in in much better ways but this is something that i've always allowed me to not procrastinate and start on things Another thing that has really helped me out is perfection is the enemy of progress. All of you have heard it. It's not my thought. I wish this was my thought, but it is not. So don't worry about this. We spoke or we uh, we talked about this in our last podcast as well. Don't get into that toolbox fallacy. Don't think about making it perfect. If you want to do something, just go ahead and do it. and some of the podcasts that i have heard and which are like super famous the first episode sucked and i'm being very candid about it 
but they just made it happen and then they are today some of the most famous and successful podcasters out there so 90 years calendar time as a finite quantity and don't worry about perfection just think about progress and and you'll get there but thank you all for your message i i hope this helps some of you a little bit uh but do let me know uh, if you found this advice worthwhile now coming to today's topic uh, it's something which is very close to my heart and the topic is about how do you run an effective identity and access management program so im team always seems to be stressed they are typically over budget or lagging behind in terms of the deliverables that are expected of them so we will deep dive into the nuances of running an effective im program we will uncover how to strike the perfect balance between business security and audit keeping the employees engaged and thus laying the foundation for a resilient and agile identity and access management program now what makes me an authority on this subject absolutely nothing some of you know that i was a consultant uh for close to 15 years and then have been in the industry for last few years and i have been fortunate enough to look at hundreds of im implementations and programs and these observations are based upon what i have seen uh, you might relate to some of them you might be neutral about some of them and you might hate absolutely some of them and that's all right the purpose here is that are we being intentional in running an im program and if the answer is yes then you have a way of running an effective im program but if you are not being intentional about the things that you are doing then we can really start to look into making your program more effective now what does being intentional means being intentional means that you are doing the thing intentionally which is like the worst definition ever but uh i'll walk you through some of the foundation stones that you really need to look into and once you have thought through that once you have designed that once you have put some thought into that that would make you intentional about how do you run a program so first off we need to treat identity and access management as a program rather than a project so i have seen at some places identity teams are fragmented that means uh, provisioning is some other line of business and uh, privileged access management is in some other line of business and consumer iam is in some other line of business now it might make sense for your business but if you are trying to create a holistic solution across your enterprise and provide a seamless experience to both your employees and your customers because remember in some of the businesses your employees are also your customers in order for us to be able to provide that seamless experience to them not have point solutions implemented we need to treat identity as a program so i don't care about reporting relationship all i care about is is your team is your architects are your architects working closely do you have an architect community uh, 
we have an architect from the PAM team and an architect from the IGA team and an architect from the CIAM team can really sit down and discuss as to what they are working on. So if you are creating a safe design in CyberArk and you have designed it in a way that every save will have four active directory groups behind it have you really spoken to your directory services team about it does your design takes into consideration the things that they have identified as their principles in terms of group parent child relationship group nomenclature and any other things right group ownership for that matter any other metadata that they are associating with that group at the same time does this group life cycle management or have you thought about group life cycle management with your identity governance and administration team so you might think about okay i'll create a save and i'll create some groups i'll populate those groups but what if the saves no longer applies are you going to delete that what if i need an additional group associated with that save so and and those life cycle management processes or the groups the ad groups is that aligned with the group life cycle management that your iga team has defined across the enterprise right are your groups going to be exposed in your request catalog it could be service now for all i care right uh, is there a nomenclature and is that nomenclature accepted by your iga team so these are just some or minor examples but focus on the fact that treat identity as a program and not as a project because designing one component of it really impacts all the other components as well when you define your save more than active directory or group membership you will also have to go through a compliance process a certification process do you think your iga team can import that data that you have created without much of a heavy lifting without too much of a data transformation taking place and things like these second thing that you need to consider is what is the identity of your identity team now why do i say that is one of my previous bosses and my very close friend is a ceo at a bank and she is currently running a smallish im team so the identity of her identity access management team is very different from another industry colleague that i i just uh, was introduced to and he runs a team of more than 300 im professionals right so the first team is very different from the second team in terms of what they are solving for or or what is their identity within the enterprise so for your team can you really quantify or describe or define a few basic questions why do you exist what problems are you solving why are you solving these problems what happens if you do not solve this problem so i have found this uh, framework of asking five whys being very effective while defining the identity of your identity team now bear in mind refrain from using buzzwords and just cut to the chase while going through this exercise 
we can always say things like oh, we are here to streamline and enhance and rationalize and and this and that but let's not use buzzwords let's really say as to why does your identity team exist and why is it needed so define the identity of your identity team your mission statement and your vision statement and all your subsequent strategies should be based upon these but once you identify your identity that is where we start defining our value to the larger enterprise another thing which is very well known most talked about but most of the places suck at is the team culture now anywhere you apply for a job anywhere you carry out a job anywhere you are interviewing right the thing that is always being talked about is the culture but all of us know a team culture could be very very different from the enterprise culture or sometimes the culture defined at the company level the team might not be able to interpret what that really means so it's it's a common saying or saying that i actually like is culture is omnipresent if you don't define it it defines itself now i am no expert in defining a culture but i have really found the netflix culture document if you are not aware of it please google it and you would find it uh, it is according to a lot of people the single best document that came out of silicon valley and define that use that document as as the foundation stones uh i have personally adopted a lot of them in the teams that i have run things like freedom and accountability bias for action and most importantly don't be a jerk now you might want to define something very different you might want to adopt exactly what your company's culture is and that is absolutely fine there are only two things that you need to think through when you are thinking about culture a you have to identify what your culture is and b you have to live it every day because otherwise it's just words on a ppt or a piece of paper or sharepoint site or confluence that doesn't really mean anything you have to live it every day to make sure that it is understood by all and then lived by all within your team especially if you are a people's manager especially if you are at a position where other people look up to you you absolutely have to live it every day right so when i say don't be a jerk i have to live that value every day because i could not be a jerk 99% of the times but that 1% of the time that i am a jerk that is what my team notices okay moving on the fourth point of running a very effective identity and access management program is continual hiring and this was introduced to me by my mentor his name is jim 
I intentionally am not calling out his full name because I have not really taken permission from him but he's pretty awesome and I'm very lucky to have him as a mentor so if you don't have a mentor find one now the thing about gym is there is this thing you know where people feel proud that how oh, I am mentoring or I have mentees and and it has become an it thing like you need to have a mentor because or you need to have a mentee because that is what defines an executive leader right jim is not like that he doesn't care but he really does care about helping me out talking me through things helping me look at things at a different way so uh jim i don't think you would be listening because you are too busy for this but if you are thank you very much now this is the con- this is the concept that he actually taught me recently was continual hiring so you like it or not there would always be attrition in your team so your privilege access management engineers would leave or some of them would leave your people leaders or managers would leave right so the concept behind this is don't wait for somebody to leave to open up another position we'll always do that but if you come across as somebody who is really really awesome hire that person and trust me i have run the numbers within my team the budget actually equals out because let's say somebody was hired at 100k and 100k is the budget now they leave you are able to hire a replacement for them 6 months down the line so that means you are only going to pay for this position 50k you are saving that 50k this 50k can go into a continual hiring of another awesome pam engineer that you recently interviewed so have those positions open always have those generic positions always open and if you come across somebody who is an absolute superstar you hire them now this is a bigger sell because you would have to in maybe change your company processes but something that you want to look into again this is not a must for running an effective im program but i have seen that with the amount of talent that there is out there we really need to be competitive because we need people as much as people need us we are seeing that companies have a little bit of upper hand right now because of the economy but two years back we were seeing that you know candidates were getting multiple offers and and when some of them were given insane amount of money so this is a cyclical process this would always happen but we need to make sure that that we are a place where we do not lose talent just because we don't need one right now because believe me and 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 you know this is you would need one very soon in the future now as an im program what are the things that you should absolutely have so do you have these four documents a do you have your service catalog service catalog is a document that identifies a document the list of services that you provide to the organization 
so can you quantify every service that you provide to the organization and trust me when i say that more than 90% of the im leadership teams cannot do that now how do you or how are we supposed to sell something if we don't know what our products are so identify and document all the services that you provide to the organization and that would be your service catalog second thing is control solutions if i am an application developer i don't want to learn any more about oauth than i absolutely have to so if you as an im team can give me a document that makes my life simpler is well published the document is adopted across organization that makes my life simpler and what that remediates is is that point solution or exceptions being placed all over the place because now you have a published pattern of how to use your active directory or azure active directory now you have a published pattern of how would you create safes within cyberarc or how would you create groups or users in okta or how would you create uh, credentials within your hashicorp solution because if you do not have a published way of doing it that means everything is a fair game and that is why we have so many patterns and technical debts and and historical knowledge because those control solutions are not published another thing is standard operating procedures how are those things done on a technical basis how are the engineers who are doing it what are the steps that they are following this is really required because a you do not want the knowledge to be lost if an engineer leaves the team second sometimes an engineer might feel stuck because they have to do that day in and day out because nobody else knows the process so they might feel stuck in their career and start looking outside and then you also want to create those efficiencies so if you have a well documented standard operating procedures can you maybe transfer it to your l1 support and that is where standard operating procedures come into place and last but not the least is road show deck because you might be very passionate about identity and access management but the team may not or the mainframe developer may not right you need to have a road show deck in which you take out or which your executives or leaders take with them to showcase what is it that you are doing this will include the identity of your team your service catalog a link to your control solutions your work intake model and anything else that you might feel would help the audience in understanding the value that you bring to the organizations the next up the sixth pillar of running an effective iim program is strategic partnership and i am leader on an executive or an engineer or whatever role that you have in the iim team we are all salesmen within our company right if you are an iim executive you have to act like a customer relationship manager for your own org you need to have that strategic partnership with different leaders across the lines of businesses because they don't understand i am you take that road show deck you have those lunches or coffee with them and make sure that they understand what your team is what it does and when it needs to be included 
that brings me to another point of you need if if in case uh, you are leading an identity and access management team you need to understand identity and access management because if you are in a room you have to be able to identify the opportunities where i am team can help right so let's say there is a meeting happening in which you as an executive is invited and that meeting is about creating a data lake have you thought about the identity concepts around that how would identity team uh, be included in this so your understanding of identity and access management is really important now i don't want you to be able to configure azure active directory or configure salepoint but you should be able to understand this is where i am team can be involved and can add value right but most importantly have that strategic partnership have that strategic lens in place be nice to people say hello to them in the hallway because you are a customer relationship manager for your own organization another pillar is your work and take model now i have seen that at so many places i am team is doing their own thing now business wants you to do something but you don't have time to do it and then business business will not stop for you because you don't have time so they would go ahead and implement their own solution right you don't know anything that nobody else in the business knows this might result in creation of shadow it teams a shadow im teams a bad implementation of im or sometimes even waste of money because you have multiple instances of that octa because you were not prioritizing the ask from the business so make sure that your product runway has that transparency it is published to the business whatever work and take model that you have i'm absolutely fine with any that you that you use but you have to make sure that are you able to match the velocity of the business and if not then it it would be rough for you to get their buy in because the business makes their impression really really quick if they come to you three times and you are not able to help them out probably fourth time they are not going to come to you because they have their own deadlines they have their own priorities and we need to really understand that so irrespective of the work intake model what you need to focus on is how do you match the velocity of the business i have ideas around that i would be happy to discuss with any of you about that uh, but that would be going too much into the delivery models and we will probably take that up in in one of the future episodes of this podcast another pillar is resource management right now i'm not saying resource management in terms of making sure that everybody is happy and and everybody is is feeling included and things like this these are all part of the culture document that you have created and live every day i'm talking about maximizing your resources in terms of engineers should engineer now as simple as this is there are so many meetings everybody is sick of it what are you doing to get rid of some of those meetings right how are you maximizing or how are you ensuring that your engineers maximize their time 
and doing engineer related activities right are your managers truly engineering managers right are you inviting just a bunch of people in the call because eh, why not right so meetings are probably a low hanging fruit that every one of us care about uh, but ensure that you are maximizing your resources you don't want people to be creating road maps in an excel file it's just a waste of time there are so many road mapping tools out there you don't want your project managers to manage a project within excel although i i absolutely love excel but there are better tools out there that do to allow them more flexibility in terms of auto populating or auto generating some of the dependencies so maximize your resources this could be uh, how the meetings are set up to how the information flows through to what are the tools that you are giving them how the information flows through your organization but you have to make a distinct choice and a plan of how you are going to do that the last fundamental pillar is really important so we have spoken so far about what's your identity what's your work intake model how do you maximize the resources and how do you match the velocity of the business but these are all carrots you also need sticks and what are the sticks how can you make people do something because you would absolutely need in in so many cases that i could think of you would absolutely need people to do something that you are telling them to do if they are using ldap you want them to use ldap s if they are using tls 1.0 you want them to use tls 2.0 if they are using bad authentication you want them to use modern authentication protocols so what are your sticks and your sticks are your standards do you know what your am standards are if not please go through them identify your standards identify who owns it more often than not you should be owning it and then use those standards to make people do the things that you want them to do audit teams are sometimes seen as not very friendly but make audit your friend audit teams are there to support make audit those sticks so you need to have a sticks and carrots approach to that however beware any business case that is created based upon an audit finding if it is a bigger initiative it will fail now why do i say that is if you have an audit finding against somebody and they have to do it and this pressure really comes from top down that they have to do it so the top line is that this is a cost and if that is a cost then we have to minimize it and that is why business cases based upon these sticks are always seen as costs and cost needs to be minimized 
so you might plug the holes this year but next year when you are going and asking for additional funding to make sure that those holes are not visible anymore and are looking pretty and there are no cracks in the wall you won't get the funding because you would lose that prioritization race against all the initiatives because the holes have been plugged my friend and that is why if you are creating a business case create a business case based upon what the business wants how are you enabling the business how are you enabling the work that your company does to generate revenue and not just based upon a security finding because that would get flagged as a cost and costs costs needs to be eliminated okay uh so i hope some of them uh made sense to you i really do uh i'm very passionate about how to run an effective identity and access management team so if any of you want to discuss further if you have a question please feel free to reach out to me via linkedin or you can also email me at the identity navigator at gmail.com thank you so much for listening i really appreciate uh that you gave me some time of your day till next time this is rohit your identity navigator